Hey guys, Lena here in Chicago, checking in with you on another Tuesday, and excited about today's podcast in our series, Comfort Food for the Soul. And uh, this uh, podcast, the Ministry of Living with Power Ministries, which I started a few years ago, and God has just blessed and grown this ministry, and you are a part of it. If you've never listened before, you may be like, well, how am I part of it? Well, you are now, because you're listening. And uh, I hope that you will find these lessons encouraging. My goal every week is simply to focus our attention on God's Word and to find practical application of God's Word into our life. Um, I uh, pray that you are uh, getting into a deeper walk with God through these uh, episodes that I've been recording. And if not, then turn it off. Don't waste your time. There's zillion other resources for you to look at, but um, but if, if you're still interested, then keep on listening. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, this uh, title uh, of the podcast, I Need Comfort When I'm on the Outside Looking In. And the premise of this series that I'm doing right now is is com- biblical comfort food. You know, the Bible is described like food. And, you know, God often uses this analogy that it's like food. We're supposed to eat it. And and uh, in Jeremiah, we, we're told that um, here, this verse is in Jeremiah. It's, it's just so awesome. It says, um, oh, i got to find it now. It's on my mind. Uh, here we go. In ver- Jeremiah 15, verse 16, it says, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became the, to me a joy and the delight of my heart. That's what God's word is. It's like food. It's sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. Psalm 19 says that about God's word. And and so this this comparison of, of God's word to manna is kind of what's behind the series. Where where there are times in my life where I just need to go to God's word to to find comfort for my soul. And me, my Lena. I mean, I'm talking about me now. There are certain passages that I always tend to go to. You know, a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know where to read in the Bible. I get confused. It's overwhelming. And, and I get it. But over the years, I've learned that, that even though I, I have a systematic way of reading the Bible, there are times in my life when I'm going through some difficulties and certain situations that I tend to always go back to those particular passages. They're like my favorite foods. They're like my comfort food. If, if that's resonating with you, if you're like, oh, I get I get what you mean, then, then you understand the premise behind the series. And so today, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm zoning in on this idea of, you know, when you need comfort when you're on the outside looking in. I can't tell you how often in my life I just don't feel like I fit in. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I moved to Green Bay, and I was like, I was like the only Lebanese family in a world of, of American Midwesterners back in 1987. You know, I, in the church, <coughs> excuse me, for a while, like, you know, now I live in Chicago, but for a while it was a smaller town. It seemed like I was the only single professional woman in a world of marrieds and stay-at-home moms, and I always felt like I'm on the outside, and now I'm serving in ministry, and I feel like I'm on the outside of, of so many groups of ministry leaders that I, I might know or know of, and I think, man, why aren't, why aren't I included in some of those things, and it's easy to feel like you're less loved by God because of that, you know, and I don't know what your thing is, I mean, you might be spending time on Facebook and feel like you're on the outside of some party that happened, and it can be something really petty, but it can turn into really a big stumbling block in your life, and, 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 and that feeling of being on the outside looking in, it just reminds you of, doesn't it remind you of like elementary school, where you just kind of felt like, it didn't matter how hard you tried, it was like you were always not part of the cool gang, and, and it's an awfully destructive feeling, and, and it has no room in God's kingdom, it has no room with God, he doesn't look at us and think, oh, there's an in-group, and there's not, I mean, we're all the same, there's no male or female free or slave, you know, we're all, no Jews or Gentiles, we're all one in Christ, and this is so critical, but when I'm on the outside looking in, do you know where I go? My comfort food is from Jeremiah chapter 1. It seems like I need to kind of, actually, here's the first point, when I'm on the outside looking in, I run all the way back to the beginning, and uh, 
That's kind of what Jeremiah does in Jeremiah 1. And so I go to the section, and here's how it starts. It's in verse 4, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I, was con- I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And so when I'm on the outside looking in, I, gotta, I, I make myself go all the way back to the beginning. That's what Jeremiah does in Jeremiah 1. He kind of tells the story from the beginning. Our story doesn't start in 1987 when, we, when I moved from Green Bay, from Lebanon to Green Bay. My story didn't start 12 years ago when God called me to ministry. My, my story didn't start, um, I, I don't know, you can pick a moment in time where you think, well, that must be when my story started. No, no, no. Your story and my story started before the beginning of the world. When even before we were formed, God knew about us. But that's impossible. That's how, that's how big God is. It started before we were even created. God already had a plan for us. He knew us. That, that boggles the mind. And it should be. The, the, the application of this verse where God says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. The application is that you and I were known by God. There's nothing quite freeing like the idea that we are known by God. Most of us in life, all we really have is, is the desire to be loved and accepted and, and, and known Walk in a room, and if you don't know anyone, you just you feel so awkward right now. I'll pull out my phone. Back in the day when we didn't have phones, it was always awkward. Now I just pull out my phone, and now kind of stare at it, even if I have no one to call or text, and it just kind of makes me feel less like an outsider. But but I'm telling you, when when you walk in a room, if someone looks at you and says, "Hey, Lena, I'm glad you're here," there's something so powerful about that, and that's what this verse really reminds you is that. It's what it does for me, at least. That's where I find comfort, is the reminder that I am known by God, I am loved by God, and I am appointed by God. If you feel like an outsider in your job, or in your family, or in your circle of friends, or in your church, man, churches can be very hard to fit into. Remember that God has appointed you to the place that you're in today. You have a job that he's given you, a ministry that he's given you, and a life and a family that he's put you in. And so that's how you find your connection, connecting point. So when I'm on the outside looking in, I run all the way back to the beginning. Number two, when I'm on the outside looking in, I refuse to settle for my insecurities. See, see, when I'm on the outside looking in, I start making it all about me. I think, oh, I must not be smart enough, uh, talented enough, uh, a good enough writer, you know, whatever. I mean, if I don't feel like I fit in with other speakers and writers and ministry, it's easy to make it all about me. And, and to take out the whole thing of God, and this is exactly what Jeremiah does. In, in, chapter, in verse 6 of Jeremiah 1, in my comfort fruit passage, it's, he goes on, Jeremiah says to God, Ah, oh Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. What he's saying here is, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And the response in verse 7 says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm only a youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And God's response to, Je- to Jeremiah is basically like, Jeremiah, this isn't about you being a good enough speaker or an old enough or an experienced enough speaker. This is about God Almighty having a plan that he will execute in his time and in his way. So if you're on the outside looking in and you are focused on your own insecurities and feeling like no wonder they hate me and you're sinking into a pit of self-pity and despair because you feel like, man, I, I've tried my best and it's not good enough, you need to know that God is more than enough for you're not enough. 
And, and, and that truth has constantly encouraged me. And I see it so clearly in this passage. By the way, another place we see it, I've talked about this on the podcast before, is the life of Moses, where Moses is sent to lead the people of Israel after 40 years in the wilderness. And he's like, man, I can't even, I can't even talk anymore. And God says, who do you think gave you your mouth? I, I, I am the one who's going with you. And uh, that's, there's so much freedom for me in this, in this reminder. And then number three is this. When I'm on the outside looking in, I rest in the truth of God's promises. I rest in the truth of God's promises. In verse 11 of Jeremiah 1, it goes on to say, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. And, and all, throughout that chapter, we've read so much, the focus is what, what God says. From the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 1, we're told that God spoke. God said, and it happened. God said, and it happened. There's power in the word of the Lord. All through scripture, if God speaks, it will happen. And so I circle, whatever it says, the word of the Lord came to me. And then in the verse where it says, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. I have that section circled, and I have an arrow, and I say, he is a promise keeper. God is a promise maker, and he's a promise keeper. Throughout his word, you will see this pattern of him saying, here's what I promise you. And, and, and over and over again in scripture, I, I love the story of Sarah where she doubted that God could give her a son in her old age. And, and finally, you know, we've talked about this on this program before, but eventually Sarah had the baby Isaac when she was 90 years old, I believe. And, uh, and I love the verse in Genesis 21 where it says, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And, and, and that's what Jeremiah is talking about here. You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. That's God's word to Jeremiah, and it could be God's word to you today, his strength, which is this. When I'm on the outside looking in, the way we, you and I can find rest is in the truth of God's promises. His presence is always with us. That's the secret of our success. That's the secret of our peace. That's the secret of our joy. That's what Joseph found to be his strength when he was in prison for years before he became a king or, or second in hand to, to Pharaoh. His presence is always with us. His plan for our life, for your life and mine, no one can interrupt. When God says something, it's going to happen. That's the way it works. And, and there's strength in that. Uh, last week we talked about Isaiah chapter 40 through 43. If you keep reading in Isaiah, over and over again, we're given that, that God's purpose that it will happen. And uh, that gives me freedom when I feel like I'm on the outside looking in. Because it reminds me that it's not about my efforts. It's not about how good I am or how smart I am. I mean, certainly we have to do the best that we can do. And God wants us to be faithful and to use the talents and the gifts that he's given us. But the outcome, the fruit, has nothing to do with us and everything to do with him. And, uh, um, and, and I, I get, I, again, I, I'm telling you, that is something that I need to be reminded over and over again. And here's the fourth thought I want to give you today. When I'm on the outside looking in, I remember that God's timing is perfect. That God's timing is perfect. The word of the Lord in verse 13 says, came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. And the Lord said, out of the north disaster will be let loose upon all the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I am calling all the tribes of the kings. He goes on and declares this prophecy. He says in verse 17, but you dress yourself for work, arise and say to them everything that I command you. Do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you before them. And I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and bronze walls against this whole city. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. 
and uh, all these things, the words of prophecy that God gave to Jeremiah happened uh, in God's timing, in God's way. What I love about Jeremiah, I have to tell you my two cents worth, uh, and, and I think because I, I know the story of Jeremiah, this passage is even more powerful to me. Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. You know, he was the prophet that did not have an easy life. Uh, I think in all of his life, I don't even think he had one convert. Even the other prophets ridiculed him. He was put in jail more often than not, and he had the hardest ministry one could ever uh, imagine. And people laughed at him and, and ridiculed him and joked on him, and, and, and yet he was faithful. And there were times in his life when he got really discouraged and really depressed. And so think about this. In Jeremiah 1, he starts off this chapter by saying, God has a plan for my life, and, and he's so strong in his calling. You know, before I was formed, you know, God knew him, all of these things that he tells himself. And then picture his whole life lying before him, discouragement after discouragement, and the feeling like God had abandoned him, but of course God never abandoned him. Some of the most amazing passages of scripture are written by Jeremiah. You know the verse in Jeremiah 29, maybe you don't know. It says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's the words that Jeremiah wrote. And, uh, and Jeremiah 31 is amazing. And of course Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations where most of us love those verses where the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. This is the weeping prophet who wrote these verses. All this to say, say man, most of his life, he probably thought, is God kidding? Instead of being accepted by the other prophets and instead of people listening and, and hearing God's word, I mean, if God called me, shouldn't he make it a little bit easier? And, and we have a funny way of thinking about our, our ministries and our life calling. We think just because God's called us to something that it's going to be smooth and uh, how wrong we are. But, but here's what we do know, that when we're on the outside looking in, God will accomplish his purposes in his perfect timing. And nothing you and I will ever do can change that. Kind of like a boiling pot. You know, the, the analogy in Jeremiah 1 is given, I see a boiling pot. You know, they say, what's that expression? Uh, the boiling pot never, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I think you guys are probably saying it on your side of the podcast. But basically, you can't make it boil. You got to wait the amount of times, um, at minutes it takes for it to boil. And that's how God's word is. He will perform his word in his timing. You and my job is to take the next step now. Maybe your next step today is to fight discouragement. Maybe your next step today is to praise God and glorify him no matter what you're going through. Maybe your step today is simply to pray. Maybe it's been forever since you actually prayed. Get on your knees and pray. Maybe your next step today is to read the word of God faithfully. Maybe it's to share Christ with someone that, that, that you see day in, day out, and you don't feel like you're equipped to do it. Remember the word that God gave to Jeremiah, that he's the one who gives us the words. We live in his, in his kingdom. We're to do his job that he's called us to. It's not about us. It's all about him. And so may God give us the strength and the wisdom to know what our next step for today is. So if you're on the outside looking in, instead of focusing on the sadness of your plight, instead of focusing on the dire circumstances you find yourself in, it's not about me, myself, and I, and how desperate really sorry I feel for myself. Instead, let's look at it as an opportunity to go back to the basics, to refuse to settle for our insecurities, to rest in the truth of God's promises, and to patiently wait God's timing. He makes everything beautiful in its time. He's a God worthy to be trusted, and I hope and pray that you are getting to know him more and more uh, with each new day. And the way to do that is through his word. And so that's why we spend this time doing this every week. If you have questions for me, uh, check my website, livingwithpower.com. 
That's P-O-W-E-R, livingwithpower.org, or email me, Lena, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. And know that I love you, and I will see you again next week. Have a great week.